Hey, girl. I mean, hey, Will. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for coming all the way to maybe Capital's office. To oh, be. wow. It's so nice here. Isn't it really nice? Yeah, the chairs especially. We got this table, too. Yeah, just noticing it. Mm-hmm. Just got it. Anyway, this is an episode of Inside the Sausage with Will. So, Will, you're a computer man. How long have you been doing that? Um, 35 years. Mm, that's a while. What makes computers so good? Software. It does. I guess. Well, like the inside? Like the, 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 the programs that control them, the computer. Programs control computers? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But you don't control computers. Me personally? Mm-hmm. I'm not directly, no. Indirectly. Well, <laughs> I like the programs the people use. Oh, yeah? But like, my goal is to give the power to the people that actually use them. Uh-huh. What people are they? Mm, everyone who has a computer, I guess, which is almost everyone. So anyway, what kind of stuff do you do? Uh, well, way back in the old days, I made a bunch of software that started with the word Omni. Omni Gravel, Omni Web, Omni Image, Omni PDF, Omni Outliner. Sounds like Omni Omni. Yes. Meaning, Omni means everything. Right. And that was a lot of things you listed. Like yeah. Everything. It was a dumb name, but this we, <laughs> we picked it before the internet, so we didn't really know how dumb it was until later when everything was called Omni. We used to get all sorts of support calls at our business for this piece of software called Omni Paid Professional, which mm. was a scanning software, but we didn't make it, so the people were always calling us up and saying, I'm having trouble with my scanner, and we're like... I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Your software sucks. I'm like, well, sue us. Click. Oh, yeah? That's what um, you did? No, I don't really hang up on them. But then you did make a scanner later, didn't you? I made a barcode scanner, yes. How, how do you know that that was different than the other one? Than Omni Page Professional? Because mm-hmm. that was a page scanner. Oh, okay. For scanning text. Right. That you so, made? No. No. The other company made it. Okay. And we just supported it sometimes, badly, <laughs> when they called us. Did you hire a new department to answer the phone calls? Uh, I don't remember what we did. I think they just, we didn't really have a support number, so they ended up just going to the person that was a receptionist. Mm. And then she'd always be like, hey, somebody's on the phone calling about OmniPage Professional. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to do about that. Because that would be kind of funny if you had an Omni page scanner section at non-Omni page scanner company just to answer the calls from Omni page scanner and we say, shut up. We should have just started charging say, oh, well, support is 50 cents a minute. <laughs> so what did you make after Omni stuff? Uh, in 2004, I made Delicious Library, which was this thing to help you catalog all your physical books and CDs and DVDs other things awesome and it doesn't actually play your cds and dvds you can't read your books it just catalogs them Mm -hmm. everybody's like oh and now i can read it or play it and i'm like no that's itunes which is different that is different and then i say it's like a card catalog and people go i don't know what that is i'm like well libraries used to have these things called card catalogs yeah you fucking millennial yeah 
God damn it. What made it, it so delicious? Uh, we spent a lot of time on the interface. Back then, there was this whole movement called Delicious Generation, actually, which sort of spawned out of our company, which is all about making these really sort of really intricate, beautiful, sort of semi-realistic interfaces. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it was. And then everyone decided they hated that. They actually came up with a new word for it, skeuomorphic. Oh, really? Yeah. And then and then just a couple years after coming up with the word, they, everyone decided they hated it. And then Windows 7 came out and it was all flat, as they call it. And everyone was like, flat, flat, flat's the great way to go. So then they read the iPhone to be flat. And everyone was like, your app sucks. It's all skeuomorphic and flat is the new cool thing. Oh. And I was all like, screw you. It was good enough three years ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, where are we now? We're flat. Everyone's flat right now. Everyone's flat, 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 flat. Mm. I don't really remember what that other one looked like then. Well, like the original iPhone like had like leather, you know, background pattern on one of the apps and... You know, like, oh. like the Notes app actually had, like, realistic-looking paper with, like, paper oh, texture yeah. on it and, like, all that stuff. And now it's all just, like, hmm. here's a flat green rectangle. Just flat. And everybody's like, this is so great. And I'm like, I sure, whatever. Flat seems stupid. Yeah. Well, it goes in cycles. So in another 10 years, everybody's going to be like, oh, man, realistic stuff is awesome. Flat is dumb. <laughs> yeah. It's the 90s. Yeah. All over again. Mm-hmm. Okay, that'll be cool. Um, so what are you working on now? I'm working on this app I call Dwelling, which is for placing all your furniture in your house or apartment or office or garage startup. Cool. I'm enjoying it. Also, I'm looking forward to making money. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, it is. I like making money. Yeah. Because people don't really own books or CDs or DVDs anymore, so there mm-hmm. isn't as much of a market for a delicious library. Right. But I figure it's going to be a long time before people stop having homes or offices. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where you're wrong, sir. No, I'm just kidding. So but, what What are you going to... What can you do inside of the app? Uh... Right now, you can draw out your floor plan, and then you can place furniture in it. And That's cool. Yeah, it's kind of like playing The Sims, but with, like, your actual space. Oh, okay. Although I haven't actually played The Sims, to be honest, but I've seen it. You never played The Sims? No, because no. I, I don't like those games where you're just, like, watching little people run around and have lives. I'm like, I could just be, you know, having a life instead of this. Especially if they have to go to work. I'm like, I'm watching <laughs> somebody go to work? This is just depressing. <laughs> Yeah, but time speeds up, so they only go to work for like five minutes. Yeah, still, just five minutes, I could be doing something. It doesn't seem like a game to me. It just seems like... <laughs> just like life. Yeah. Just like all the horrible parts of life. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> if there were guns and I could shoot people, I would understand it. <laughs> well, sometimes you can beat people up in it. You can command them to be mean or pee their pants and stuff like that. Mm, it seems... Not that that's the only reason I watched it. I mean, played it. I mean, let's move on. What is light inclusion? Light inclusion? <laughs> I mean, occlusion. 
Um, isn't that one of the features in your ambient occlusion? New app. Mm-hmm. Ambient occlusion. That's... Ambient occlusion. Yeah, tell us about ambient occlusion. <laughs> uh, ambient occlusion is the notion that when you look at an object, all of the little valleys and divots in the objects are slightly darker because not as much light can get to them. And so it's sort of how your eye can instantly tell the shape of an object and what it's like. And that's cool. Yeah, and for the longest time in computer graphics, ambient occlusion was not really well understood and also it was expensive to compute, and so it was left out. And so interfaces tended to look really weird and plasticky and artificially lit and stuff. Uh, mm. Interfaces. Any 3D scene looked that way, and it looked kind of crummy. Yeah. And then, like, in high-end movies, they would render with ambient occlusion, so they looked fine, but it took them, you know, like, two days to render a single frame. Whoa. But nowadays, machines are so fast, I can do it at, you know, 60 frames a second. So, so my little pieces of furniture in my app look really pretty and are really, really easy to comprehend at a, at a glance, which is what I like. That's pretty cool. Would you say it's safe to say that your app is interpreting light like a painter does? Yeah, actually. I like that. I like that too. But in today's day of company culture where diversity hires are criticized, why wouldn't you want to make ambient light inclusive? Mm. I kind of don't. Does money really grow on trees? Uh, not as far as I know. What about in Marin? Uh, I haven't been there, so I can't really say. I think they might. Is it, I mean, is it maybe? Mm-hmm. I think that was a metaphor. That was, that was what you're going for? That was a metaphor. A metaphor? Okay. Is now really a unit of time, or is it just a figment of our imagination? Uh, I wouldn't say now is a unit of time because it's a point and a point isn't a unit. It's a, mm. it's a, it's an abstract. I mean, it's like infinitely thin. Mm. Now the nowness of now is infinitely small. Whoa. What's more important, looking good or feeling good? Looking good. How soon will it be before we can design our own puppies with your software? Uh, I don't think this software will ever really allow you to design your own puppies, but you can definitely import puppies into it mm. from a variety of sources. Okay, that's cool. And then place the puppies around the room. Uh-huh. But in the first version, they won't move on their own, but you could like kind of drag them around, I guess. Okay, that's still cute. Might be fun. <laughs> kind of sad. Because <laughs> they're not going to move or wag their tails or... Bark. They're just gonna lay there like dead puppies. Well, if they're laying, they'll lay there. If they're standing, they'll stand there. Oh, okay. They're gonna be like frozen puppies. Oh, frozen puppies. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the future will be cool? No, actually. How many people do you usually have to bribe? Uh, I don't know if I've ever bribed anyone. How often do you talk to? The CEO of the future, Elon Musk. Uh, I have spoken to him once ever, so I guess once every 47 years. <laughs> no, wait, twice, so once every 20. 
Because I, I spoke to him twice at one party. So, that's twice. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. But uh, I didn't know it was him. <laughs> the first time. The first time. <laughs> Do you want to tell that story? Uh, Probably not. <laughs> well, he was... Well, now I ruined the punchline, but... I was going along at a party, and I saw a guy wearing a mask, and I said, hey, is that Ra, the sun god? And the guy in the mask said, no, it's Anubis. And I said, oh, because I know a song about Ra, the sun god. And I sang it, and it was Ra, Ra, the sun god. Ra, Ra, he's a fun god. And the guy in the mask was like, that's great. And then a little while later, I saw Elon Musk at the party, and I was like, went over to him, and I'm like, oh, hey, you've got an Anubis mask. I just learned that's Anubis because I talked to a guy over there about it. And he said, that guy was me. And I'm like, ah, that makes sense then. Okay, so you guys didn't hang out after that? No, we actually, like, one got drinks immediately. He did not. He really did not want to talk, actually. He was kind of weird. Yeah. I asked him about what he thought of the book, The Martian, and he said the guy got some of his calculations wrong. Yeah, he said there wouldn't be wind on Mars. Uh, the wind wouldn't be as intense as the as the author. That fucking idiot. Yeah. Author. Yeah. Because he didn't account for the wind, for the atmosphere being lower pressure. Rookie mistake. <laughs> yeah. Duh. Well, you should know that's where we're all going to live soon. At least the rich people. I don't know. We can't even, like, manage to come up with an enclosed like biodome on earth that people can live in and somehow they think they're going to put one on mars despite the fact that mars has no industry no farming no source of oxygen it doesn't really make sense like we can't even build cars in america anymore and yet they think they're going to have some sort of manufacturing industry on mars bootstrapped from a couple rocket ships it's crazy so on a scale of 1 to 10, how unrealistic do you think Elon Musk's goals are? Uh, <laughs> in the short term, I think they're completely unrealistic. Although, I think it's great for us all to try, because if we try, stop exploring, we're kind of dead as a race. Although, I recently started believing we're just dead as a race anyway. I think we passed the point where we can survive. Actually, we're dead as a civilization. I think some of us will survive, but just not very many. Are you saying that because puppies don't stand up? Uh, I mean, it's not, it wasn't, that wasn't the first thing I thought of. Oh, so a different reason? Yes. Okay. Um, Before you wanted to work in the future, did you ever consider working in the past? No, I did not. Who has the keys to the internet? Uh... I guess one would argue that the I can uh, has them the the international committee that uh, assigns domain names and arbitrates. They sort of have the keys to the internet. Okay. I think. So they could just lock it up if they wanted to. They could do a lot of weird stuff if they wanted to. They could basically, you know, create another Bank of America, and everybody would go to that Bank of America, and then. You'd be like, please transfer my money. And they'd be like, ha ha, that came to us instead. <laughs> I'll transfer it into my wallet. Exactly. So hopefully we trust that the, the, the I can. Not... I, I can. Okay. <laughs> That's good to hear. <laughs> um, 
Do you eat breakfast at scale? Uh, I don't eat breakfast at all. Oh. So at some scale, where the scale would be zero. Okay, I'm not sure that's a scale. That's just one point. Uh, at zero X. Is this the first time you ever had a job? Uh, I had a job in college. I was supposed to support people who had questions about the computer, but instead I just sat there in the computer programming and wrote my first programs that made me well-known in the industry. <laughs> oh. And then got fired. Okay. Well, that turned out great. <laughs> it turned out great for me. It wasn't so great for the people I was supposed to be helping. Oh, uh, yeah. I feel a little bad for them. I didn't even know the language that I was supposed to be helping them in. Like, there were these students who, like, were trying to program in Fortran, and I didn't even speak Fortran, so I was not a good choice for oh, really? that job. Is Fortran the same as 4chan? No, although maybe 4chan's a play on it now that I think about it. Fortran stands for Formula Translation. Mm. All the old languages had abbreviations. Oh. Not anymore. I don't think Ruby stands for anything. Or Perl, I think. I don't know. Which computer programming language is your spirit animal? Uh, it's definitely Swift. Mm. If it were an animal. I mean, I guess it is an animal. It's a bird. A Swift. A Swift bird? Yeah. Well, no, Swift is a bird. Oh, a Swift yeah. Swift. It's a, I mean, yes. How many upward fails have you had? Um, I guess... Two so far, because I got... They're... Yeah, I got fired from my college job and immediately applied to work for Next. And it was a much better job, and they were actually paying me way more money to actually program instead of support students. So that was way better. That's awesome. And that's stuff you taught yourself when you're working at the lab? Uh, well, I had I'd been programming at that point. I'd already been programming for uh, eight years. So that's stuff I taught myself since I was 12. Cool. And then uh, when Omni fired me, I started my current company, and I own it 100%, so one could argue that that was a fail upward. Sweet. Yeah. Result. Uh, what's your social media strategy? Uh, I try to tweet my mind without saying things that offend people too much unnecessarily. Okay, that's a good strategy. That's <laughs> it's something I've learned. <laughs> if you were going to write a memoir tomorrow, and it was only one chapter about how to run your company, and the chapter was only one paragraph, and the paragraph was only one sentence, what would it say? On how to run my company or any company? Your company. Uh, write code that does what people expect. That's all the questions I have. Awesome. Do you want to talk about anything else? Um, these potato chips that you have here are great. I agree. I think it's a bold move to have maybe capitals only food in the office potato chips. <laughs> yeah. We like to be inclusive. Very inclusive. Well, thanks, Will, for coming again to Maybe Capital and being on Inside the Sausage. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Okay, bye. Bye. Slam. Thank, uh, thank God that guy's gone. <laughs>